Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, I'm Gavin Emmett, and this is the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Today I'm joined by Keith Ewan and Julian Ryder here in Aragon ahead of round 14 of the season. So eight winners in eight races. But before we get to that, my first question is, have you both had a go at a shoey in, in the <laughs> week we've been away? Done it years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like Australian mates to teach you about a shoey. It was a bit of fun, wasn't it, for Valentino Rossi? He said he couldn't resist it, having seen it. I like that he's cutting off Jack Miller, though, now. Yeah, and Formula One boys as well. It's yeah, all yeah. good, all yeah. good. It goes back further than that, though, doesn't it, the shoey? It's, uh, it's one of them ones that's a, it's a bit of a tradition. Jack Miller brought it back to the fore. Yeah, I like it. I think it was a, a good one. He offered me a taste. No, thank you. Not che- that. Cheesy beer, cheesy oh, champagne. Yeah. <laughs> I hope none of you are having breakfast while listening to this <laughs> podcast. Um, what about Danny Pedrosa, though? His victory last time out. Eighth different winner in a row, as we said. But why, why has it taken him so long to get to that point? Because he's won in all 10 previous seasons that he's been in MotoGP. So why, why Mizano? It's why the, now? It's the thing I like about Danny. He kind of sneaks up every now and again. Think of Japan a, a, a year That's or two yeah, ago. Yeah. And then think about Aragon here last year as well when he beat up Valentino Rossi. Rossi's face. You know, he didn't know where it came from. Didn't know why it had come to him at that particular time. Because he came into this round, Rossi, last year with quite a big points lead. Yeah. And suddenly, he got Danny all over him. Yeah, and he passed Danny back. Thought, oh, that's all done with then. And the next corner, bam, Danny was straight back at him. Interesting in the press this week. I mean, there's been a very good interview that's come to light. I can't remember that, how to even pronounce the guy's Manuel name. Manuel Pessino. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And again? Manuel Pessino. He's at Solomoto in Spain, Sport Rider magazine in the US. And the big deal was that he got quotes out of Shuhai Nakamoto at Honda regarding wings, which is something that's quite yep. a favourite subject around here, of course. And and the reason why Danny Pedrosa didn't have wings on the front of his bike and, and why a soft tyre was also uh, the, the chosen... Uh, situation for Danny. It was a perfect storm almost for Danny, wasn't it? Because the wings, as quoted from Shuhai Nakamoto, was that they had a perfect motorcycle before with wings on it. Um, it made it too much like hard work, effectively, to, to, to bring it down a very layman's terms for Danny Pedrosa, and he prefers not to run them. And, of course, that correlates perfectly with Ducati riders developing chronic forearm pump when they've got loads of wing on the bike. And coming from a man like Pedrosa, who has had two and one dodgy kind of yes. uh, operation on that arm for that very th- syndrome, you can understand why perhaps the old wing situation. It's something that we, uh, slightly strangely, hadn't really uncovered. We knew that the Ducati was very heavy at the front end, but it was anyway in the first place. Without it's long wings. and low, isn't it? And then when you've got all that wingage on the front, and we knew Hodgie, even with them guns that he wears and 
totes around with him. He had a bit of a struggle, didn't he, for, <laughs> for his half hour on the bike as well. I mean, if he can't hoist the thing around a few yeah. few corners, and it, it, it's quite a tough thing. But I hadn't realised, I must say, to my shame, I must say, I hadn't realised that the wing issue was such a big deal for someone well, like Danny Pedrosa. It's funny. I was edging towards the correlation between arm pump and the wings with Ducati, but no way had I made the connection across to how that would be poison for Danny Pedrosa. And you're right, Pacino's the quotes he got from Nakamoto. Perfect. Well, and, Pedrosa, and Pedrosa obviously is the extremity of that particular situation, but it obviously affects everybody. And that balance between racing a MotoGP bike, not getting arm pump. In my day, I remember when you... I know we don't like to go back to that far. It's in black and white and all that and solid tyres. But the fact was that we used to go around with these grips to grip in your hand, to, to strengthen your arms, we thought. The fact was is that I had arm pump. Yeah, you're probably making it worse. And I was making it worse. <laughs> and all of my competitors, all of my, you know peers at that time were exercising in this way to get rid of something you're, that we were making worse. You're talking about spring grips, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. The understanding of what it takes. And now this, this extra dimension to it that was you know, almost revealed from nowhere by Shuhai Nakamoto by this particular journal. A good piece of journalism. Yeah, it was. Danny had said, I just spoke to him now, actually. He hadn't used the wings. He'll use them once, Austria, Austria. since Hereth was the last time that he used them. <laughs> and he felt he had to at To get any heat in the front tyre. <laughs> well, that was it. And because it's just straight up, basically, four or five corners that you have there in Austria. But he just said, yeah, just doesn't like him, doesn't get on. He's at pains to point out it's not a soft tyre. It wasn't a soft tyre. People stop saying it's a soft tyre. Michelin had to call it something. It's a medium tyre, just with a different uh, construction. But it was the, the softest tire. option. But they're soft, in theory, yeah. The yeah, softest, softest option, option of the day. But as we keep day. saying, Michelin, one of the joys of the Michelin is you get lots of overlap between whatever they, the three, whatever they want to call them, which is one of the reasons we have so many options. And this is one of, probably one of the reasons we're getting eight different winners. And I, why riders themselves are going into the race not knowing who's going to win, Just the same for us. Just before you brought this subject up, Gav, I mean, I was try, scurrying through trying to find the Ian Oney quote just before we came in here to record this. Um, he said it's like, it's a completely different, set of circumstances every time you go out on the motorcycle the Michelin keep bringing all these different things to compare things to work around but you know what it's really done it's brought the usual factory boys that can disappear in the distance through data and input from all of their people back to the independent boys yep. which is another reason why we're getting eight winners in eight rounds purely and simply because the factory boys can't disappear into the distance mm. with all that data building up mm. to give them an advantage over the independent people who don't have as many people and as many staff to actually make that work and wasn't that one of the reasons always given or hoped for with uh, the introduction of spec software. Well, spec software obviously dials into that as well. The fact is that they're still learning spec software with the seamless gearbox, with the, the Michelin tyres as well. Those three combinations on the full factory Yamaha and Hondas, particularly I'm talking about here, Ducati may have a bit of an advantage because they've been running that kind of software for a long time. But the fact is those three things have brought Honda and Yamaha back to everyone else. Which is great. It is, is why we're loving it at the, the moment. But just quickly about Danny. Um, last time he didn't win in the season was 2001 his debut so that's 15 seasons on a one two five. on the bounce that he's he's won a race um what about pedrosa he's almost a forgotten man he really is the neely man of, of moto gp yeah. he's the best man never to won a world title in the top class of that there is no doubt well i don't know momola wasn't bad at the time yeah he had four, four runners second up. three yeah. three runners up for, for Pedrosa, but since moving up to MotoGP, he was fifth in 2006, and he's been top four every year since. Mm. Top four in the championship. The That's why Repsol Honda have kept him. Um, 
So I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about already about 2017. <laughs> Pedrosa, no wings. There's not going to be wings next year. Should we be keeping an eye on him? Should we be thinking Pedrosa is going to be at the forefront next year? Yeah, I'm not so sure it's going to make as much difference as everybody keeps. Um, I think with, with Ducati, um, you know, it will make a difference with Ducati because they need something really specialist to keep their thing in the right zone. I think Ducati have got the biggest problem. Uh, they've got Jorge Lorenzo. I'm not saying he's a problem, but certainly I think that bike's going to be a problem for him. Gigi Delaney is going to have to work extremely hard to get it in the zone that works for Jorge. Uh, Davicioso alongside him, is he going to bring anything to the party? I don't think so. I think it, it's pretty level from that point of view. I think Ducati have got the most to work on for next year, wingless, and with Jorge coming into the fray as well. On I think a bike that doesn't necessarily turn well, so exactly. easy, which is where he Indeed. always makes... Can you imagine Jorge with blisters? <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that implies... Man Su Susie Perry sat behind you, Gavin. She's just looked at me as if I'm mad. That Jorge with blisters? That implies manual labour, and that's very much like Jorge's style. <laughs> and don't forget that next year, Honda and Yamaha will have number crunched. Yeah. Yeah. the data they've been gathering this year. They will not stand still. We're in one of those windows that happens once a generation in this sport where the underdog has a, has a real chance. Your Casey Stoner 2007, for yeah. example. Uh, Freddie Spencer with a Honda Triple against the V4s for the one year before the V4s got sorted Yeah, but that's out. the great thing about bike sport, isn't it? Because I'll... it just comes like that, doesn't yep. it? It just, it just turns it all on its head. You got that fly, Gav. Yeah, got We've it. been trying to get oh, that Mr. fly Miyagi. here. All <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, I've got it. Now do it with a set of chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's Susie in the, in the background there. You've heard that before, haven't you, Gav? Waving a blue bottle in her face. Um, Strange <laughs> but true, folks. <laughs> you should see it. Just about Jorge Lorenzo quickly. Um, there was a bit of controversy in that press conference after the race, criticising Valentino Rossi. Uh, and when I've, I've, looked, at, I've looked at the race I, footage... I don't agree with that. Don't think he criticised it. I think what happened there was a, a journalist, as ever, stuck stirred a question up. in, stirred him up. He said that it was an aggressive mood and Valentino was having none of it. Now, I, I, I think Jorge was wrong. But let me just underline that immediately. The, the the space wasn't there for Jorge to, you know, Valentino had stuffed it under him, got the corner. It was his line. Jorge, you know, he, he kind of kind of felt that it was his. It was his land. He yes. wasn't going to let him have it. Jorge has, has a talent for saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. But the journo uh, set him up. He didn't have to bite. No, but he does, doesn't he? That's the trouble, That's isn't it? He doesn't make friends, does he, Jorge, yeah. in uh, those situations? The second question the journo had was to Rossi about Pedroza's pass. Yeah. And he's, yeah, but you see, he knows how to make the most Valentino of something like that. Valentino got far rougher treatment than he handed out to... But there's um, no way he would have said but it. But he would never, he just would have said... Well, bloke racing. I felt sorry for was sat in the middle. Danny. Yeah. Sat there like a little boy while those two argued across his face. He it just won another bags. race. It was like Sepang last year when everything was about those boys out on the track except for Danny who was the winner. Valentino had filled the gap. Jorge left the door open. Valentino filled the gap and at the end of the day I have no problems with the way we called it yeah. Jules on the day. No and Mizano's a difficult track to overtake on. We know this. It's going to take block passing. a bit of a block yeah. pass here and there. That As comes from a track going the wrong way round. Exactly. Exactly. As we talked about probably far too much. <laughs> uh a Twitter on, question from Damon Grimshaw. Has Lorenzo cracked again? No. Well, I don't think so. I think he's too mature now for that and he's too fast. But it's, he's going to need the right set of circumstances to go fast. Not just this year. I mean, that, that goes without saying. I mean, Michelin keep throwing the curve ball at him, which is the problem he's got as much as anyone else. Others seem to be getting over it better than he does. But next year, next year, I keep going on about 2017. I just think, I don't think he's going to crack, but I think he's going to find it damn mm. hard next mm. year. It's going to be a test, isn't it, of his uh, mental capacity. And for him and Gigi Dalinia, um, 
don't forget they go back to derby the, days, yeah. The two fifty Aprilia as well, which Jorge won two world titles on, possibly the most beautiful and perfect racing motorbike ever made. But he's also pinched one of the best crew chiefs for that motorcycle in that situation. He's nicked uh, Jack Miller's crew Christy chief, Gabarini. who yeah. was originally with Casey. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's pinched a very, very good man yeah. alongside him and directly underneath Delinia. Interesting. Well, another moving crew chief, Danny Pedrosa, will switch out Ramon Alreen and take Scott Redding's crew chief, it sounds like, Giacomo Guidotti. Well, the amount of people that are going to Repsol Honda. A lot of Repsol Honda staff are leaving. I mean, uh, there's there's some going across to the KTM project for next year Mm. as permanent. Mike Leitner might have had some word in that. Danny's former crew chief, he's running the KTM project. Also the size of KTM Oblique Stroke Red Bull's checkbook might have had some (laughs) word in that. And I I think the the Honda way sometimes is a bit wearing for for long-termers in that that they are part of... They're cogs in a wheel, aren't they? You know, personality doesn't quite come to it as much as perhaps it does in some teams, Mm. I think, so... Perhaps that's a situation that, that they've considered as well. Which is fine when you're winning. We mentioned Rossi there. Aragon uh, just won a three circuits on this uh, calendar, along with Austin and the Red Bull Ring. So Red Bull Ring, we've only had one go there. Uh, where Rossi has not actually won in the Premier Class. What about his chances this weekend? Oh, well, historically, you'd say this is Honda territory. Mm. But given what we've seen this year and what we've been talking about earlier, I don't want to label anywhere as anything territory. And Lorenzo's won here the last two years on the Yamaha. But uh, a free practice one, I mean, never has it been most important on a Friday anymore, has it? To to get that. The only good thing about this weekend is the weather is stable. And I think that's where the factory teams have had a problem over the last few Grand Prix, that the weather over the three days has not been stable. The data they've been getting has been mixed. And so what you end up with come Sunday is a load of motorcycles a lot closer mm. than they perhaps would be if, if they'd had three stable days and yes. the factory guys with all their technicians have, have got the data to get away tell from you it. Tell you what, I'll enjoy watching what Danny Pedrosa does tomorrow morning. In tell you what, I think that's that's the point. But he was quick, wasn't he, in Mizano? Quick but then he was quick Mizano last, last year time well. out in the and first Danny, practice. Danny wasn't slow in Silverstone. He was a lot closer than he'd been for a while. Mm. So he might be someone to watch out with. What about his teammate, Mark Marquez? He's edging towards the title but 43 points. points in the last couple of races yeah but you can afford to yeah he can afford to that's that's the clever thing about Mark Marquez 2016 for me is that, that he, he's taken all the points that he absolutely maximised what he can take without chucking out the so point. he won't be irritated by losing points in the last couple of rounds I don't think he looks like he has do you Some, think he looks irritated no somebody asked him about that I think after Mizano and he, he made a sarky oh pressure joke mm. um, I don't think it it's a problem at all. We've seen it. It's not recent. We've seen it all year. And when he decides to cut loose, as at Silverstone, he can still do it. I and we are in Marquez territory here. Of all, I think I'm right in saying, Gavin, of all the Spanish races, later. this is closest to his type, the, the, the part of the world he's from. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does, that, is, does that really make a difference at this level? He just said, I've got friends, family, everyone here this weekend. It feels like my home race. It yeah. feels like his race. And that, that usually puts more pressure on you. Yes. I know what a British Grand Prix used to feel like. <laughs> but, but he, oh, well, he, Valentino last weekend. Indeed. Uh, we were out at Mizano. I, but you almost feel with some of those, it, they rise to the pressure. But the, That's, the it, it can either make your weekend or ruin your weekend. Yeah. With Mark, I have a feeling it's, it's going to make it. Yeah, I think you're right. God help us. <laughs> All in all, 2016, and we've still got five rounds to go. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> but still how quick has it gone by? Well, it has, but what a year. Yeah. What a year we're having. We, we just touched on it before about you know how the rules have all played in. Can it continue on into 2017? Yeah. 
Hundred percent. Yes. I'm looking I, forward to 2017. Yeah, I think if and if Michelin are persuaded to keep bringing three front tyres, not two, mm. to give this choice that allows more motorcycles and more riders to find a sweet spot, I'm all for it. It'll uh, keep going. Is not so. It's not different winners. There's Possible. No, but is it is it a step too far? Should no. I mean, should oh, the championship never. be like that? No, it's never. The championship <laughs> should be like that. 100 yeah. percent it should be. Different that, manufacturers that's winning. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's how Dorna will have envisaged their spec ECU package, the electronics package that they did. You know, they've engineered this really to bring really? the independence closer to the with, factories. With Erta, with the FIM. Absolutely. And it's been brilliant. And it really has. And I think that they're to be applauded. 23 winners across all three classes as well. So Moto3's been in the right direction. Mm. Moto2 as well. And we've got the best three classes in, Mo in Mon Grand Prix that we've ever had in my life. In the depth of yeah. quality. Depth of quality and closeness. Yeah. It's not just the quality of the riders, which is obviously very, very good. But when you've got a second that part 20 riders in <laughs> MotoGP, 20 riders in Moto2, 20 ride, yeah. 23 riders in, in Moto3. I mean, there's never been a time where Grand Prix across all the major classes has been so close. When you're looking, I was speaking to Danny Kent earlier on today. You know, nobody looks anymore at the position they are in the list after qualifying. They look at the lap time they've done with the best time because that's they could be split by a few thousandths of a second and be five or six places further yeah. back on the grid. So nobody's looking anymore at, the, yeah, at where they're placed. I'm it's just the time they've done. So what? Yeah. Um, that's how tight it is. Um, I just want to one thing I, uh, that happened today. Um, Danilo Petrucci and Scott Redding confirmed for Pramac next year, for that team, there will be one 2017 Ducati and one 2016 latest, end of 2016 bike. Bye. And they say that from Bruno, they're allowed to drop a race in terms of the results. Pretty much whoever comes out on top, adding those races together, will get the well, newest bike. Can they play a joker? What about that? What else do you think is quite good of the team? Mm. Say, right, boys, but post, I'll tell you what, over post the, the summer break, race it out. Over the course of the year, they are quite closely matched, they those are. two, Petrucci yeah. and uh, Reading. I mean, obviously, we're rooting mm. for Reading. Well, I am anyway. Of course, oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I dislike Daniele Petrucci at in all. Any way. At no, all. Exactly. Um, right. Okay. Let's uh, look at next year's calendar. That's just come out. Uh, of course, got to remember it's provisional for now. Formula yeah, One haven't put their calendar. Don't out. go booking exactly. your places yet. What I was just about to yeah. say because I've seen people do that before and and lose a lot of money. But Us. which round should everyone? Start booking their time off and, and getting uh, down to Mugello. next year. I didn't even need to finish. <laughs> Mugello, of course. <laughs> Mugello. Mugello. Same for you, Julian. It'll stay where it is. Mugello it? is wonderful. It's just logistically. Do you know what? Not the, it's not your first one. You need a bit of experience. For your first one, it's always Barcelona. It's the easiest one to get to and from. You can stay in a wonderful city, get the train out to the track, and then work your way up from Barcelona. Jump in the deep end, folks. <laughs> Four days of Mugello. You'll eat then. well and you won't sleep. <laughs> and you'll have great racing. If you can afford it, get to Phillip Island. Talking of the calendar, I mean, they've, they've tweaked it. Haven't it's they, exactly the, the same, pretty much. But just... they've added a week in between Argentina and Texas to, to get rid of that debacle we mm. had last year where the freight didn't get across to Texas in time. And, of course, Mizano, uh, after GB, which was a real problem because a lot of the hospitality trucks didn't get across the channel in yes. time to actually feed the boys here on the Wednesday. Well, the other thing in. as well is there's no big gap. There's a couple of, I think twice, there's two weekends in between, but the riders were saying themselves, some of the three-week, four-week gaps we've had this year, 
you lose your rhythm a little bit. Yeah. Well, and they don't have that next year. This year, the t uh, television and other things were conditioned, I think, mainly by the European Football Championship. We had, if you yeah. wanted to get and on, Olympics on and all this, Olympics, there's a fair bit of um, extraneous pressure, and it looks more central. The only other change next year: Czech Republic and Austria are in mm. the other order next year. Um, well, that's to give the Czechs back because they lost yeah. 50,000 people this year when they came off the back of Austria a week earlier. So I think that's to get the Czechs... Um, maybe that'll happen every year. Yeah, maybe they'll alternate between yeah, the two. Yeah, exactly, whichever will, one goes first. Um, Alex Lowe's still in for, for Bradley Smith. We'll uh, talk about him, but also Nicky Hayden in this weekend for Jack Miller. Good to see Nicky back. Always. Good Obviously to not see, good, good to see Jack out. Well, that's, that's sentimental to see Nicky back, which is good, but it will be really interesting to get reports on what he makes of that yeah. motorbike. Mm. Won't it? And obviously the Michelins, which he won't have run on yet. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very difficult weekend for Nicky, despite the fact he's a great rider. I think this weekend he's going to be, it's going to be, he's either going to get on that thing and absolutely be bang on it straight away, or he's going to be so far adrift it's going to be a proper struggle. Can't wait to see how he deals I with I it. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, and Alex Lowe's weekend off. I yeah, but he had a superbike. Yeah, but he had a disaster in the superbike. It yeah. all went completely it wrong for him. I, know, I wonder it. how much his head is. He needs to be back in MotoGP mode. He's had this will be his third MotoGP on that bike. He knows this racetrack really well. Looks like the weather is going to stay stable, despite what your app says. I'm, I'm still not going with that. Uh, so he's going to get three days on a good bike that he's used to now, on, on a track, track he knows. He's been to. But he's got to put what happened in that last World Superbike round, which really was a bit of a disaster for him, out of his head. Otherwise, he's not going to have a great weekend. Moto2, just to get uh, onto that quickly. Lorenzo Baldessari winning uh, last time out. Great for him. Great for the team. Another winner to add to our collection. Yeah, and we're Lorenzo Baldessari fans. Absolutely. Here, so it's good for us It's as well. been coming for a while, and as a relative newcomer, to beat the Zarcos of this world. And to come back from, from where he was in Qatar at the beginning of the year with yeah, two, with two nasty shoulders. Yeah. Shows what he's capable of, yeah. actually. Really Iron does. Boulder, as he now calls himself. <laughs> and, and why uh, not? Alex Rins' second place means he's now three points behind Zarco. We thought this championship had gone a few weeks ago. Zarco hasn't found that consistency that they had last year. No, it's come back from... I mean, I looked at the sheets before I came out here where we were at this time. He got that job yeah. won. It was, I can't remember, it was a huge amount of points Zarco had in the lead at this point. And he's managed to uh, lose at a, a, a massive advantage of 50 points or whatever it was to a bloke who's had a broken collarbone. Yeah, very strange. And Sam Lowe's has also lost ground. Um, what's his motivation? Well, I mean, year. to win races now, because yeah. the championship for me is, is yeah. you know, his inconsistency really has, has affected yeah. him. Well, Mizano was a disaster. And he's yeah. run one race each season. We need to get another race win at least in, yeah. don't we? Mizano was a rush year. of blood to the head. It wasn't a great weekend for him. And uh, he, he sort of slipped back into retro Sam, really, didn't he, there? And yeah. he'll, he'll come back from that this weekend, I'm sure. He's had a good test between Mizano and now, so... Fingers crossed for Sam. Come on, uh, Sam. And just finally, Moto3. Will we get our first world champion here this weekend? I think so, because Brad I don't Binder, think Navarro, Navarro hasn't got the, the form at the moment. And so I think... Bastianini is the closest challenger now, but it's too far back. And too oh, inconsistent, yes. Bastianini. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing to say, I think Bastianini's been incredibly consistent. Horribly rubbish in the first half of the <laughs> year. And red hot since we came back from the, uh, the, the summer But break. still hasn't won since last year. But still hasn't won. And he's got to win. Right, so we'll wait to find out what happens there in Moto3. Should be another great weekend. Thank you very much, Keith. Cheers, Julian, as well. Make sure you download the review podcast following the race here at Aragon. And remember, you can watch every single session live this weekend on BT Sport 2.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 